Hello and welcome to our Coast to Coast, our first Coast to Coast Pick 5 show for Saturday, February 11th. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornatal, back with you in the Brooklyn Bunker once again. Coming to us, I'm just going to take a guess, from the sauna up in uh, his house in upstate New York, it's Jonathan Kitchen. Was I right, JK? Yeah, you know what's funny about that? I'm glad you brought that up because uh, a <laughs> little, little uh, behind the scenes, BTS of, of uh, In The Money Media, we were on a, uh, a conference call uh, earlier this week for a project we're working on this summer. And it was someone we know very well who got on the call first. And so there was a, Hey, what are you doing? And I, and the video was on, I was like, Oh, I'm sitting in the sauna. This is what I like to do. I mean, I was clothed. Don't get me wrong. But I like to sit in the sauna and hang out. We all no had a laugh. Here, Jonathan. You, you, yeah. you do you. We had a laugh, the three of us. And then a young woman that I've never met before came into the call. <laughs> and I realized that at no point did we explain to her what I was doing. Why you were sweating profusely. Sweating profusely in a box with a red light in the background, which had to be alarming to her. I, I'm assuming that there was like a text message exchange after with her and like friends being like, wow, that dude's weird. He's just sweating, <laughs> sweating on the Zoom call. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Well, we, we, we may have lost that business, but hopefully not. Maybe we can, maybe we can pull it back. That's very, very funny though. Um, we're not going to talk about football in this show. We'll do the football in the, uh, in the, the show that we're going to do for Sunday, Super Sunday. Though I do want to underline how excited I am about the Saturday sequence. I love the fact that we have one where all five races are taking place in an hour. Shades of the old Stronic Pick 5. I just think it makes it more fun. Honestly, if I wasn't going to the Nets game Saturday night, which is an early start, I'd say just for fun, we we could do a streaming thing. Maybe another one of these. Um, if we get an hour window, we'll do that. I just think it could be really fun, sort of like a horse player happy hour preview for um, for this year. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, what do you think? Does it make a difference to you to have the races in a compressed timetable like that? I mean, it's cool, right? I mean, you know, it's 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 uh, one of the things I know that uh, one of the, the few things that casino gaming has over us, that instant action. You know, you yeah. can go in there, you can bet $500 on black and you, you know in about 12 seconds. And I think that that, that opportunity for, for a, a sharper, quicker action, it's one of the negatives about sports. You know, I think Andy Serling said it, and I don't think he made it up, but it's like watching a three-hour inquiry. You, yeah. You're just like, well, oh. what's going to happen here? Um. But most importantly, of all the things you said, I don't know why the hell you would go to a Nets game. KD doesn't play for them anymore. <laughs> We're going to see it's Sixers too, so it should be a good wow. game. The tickets must be significantly cheaper than they were at this time two years ago. Yeah, that's the. There's no doubt in that. Uh, it's not. It's it's not too bad. This is motivated by Perrin. She's you know she'll say things to me like, "Daddy, can we go to a sports game soon?" And I took a look and the Nets, they used to have a lot more early games on Sunday. They just don't have many. So the Saturday night six worked out well. And then coincidentally, um, a couple of her friends from school are going. So I think we're going to set it up. We're all in the same section. Well, the dads will sit together. The kids will sit together. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. Maybe I'll come up with some sort of Super Bowl parlay out of the Nets Sixers game on Saturday night. What do you think? Yeah, that, that sounds, there's, there's never, I can't really go to a sporting event without like at least betting $50, right? You know what I mean? Like I got to, which maybe that's a sad thing, but it just makes it more entertaining. <laughs> if you're not a Nets as a fan. Neutral. As a neutral, a I Nets, totally agree. Yeah, if you're not a Nets, I mean, if you're going to a sporting event, which it's a team you love, then, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to bet on a Texas basketball game, right. although I probably would. <laughs> 
you, you know, go into some random team versus random team. Like, you got to get a little bit of action. Yeah. I'm not enough of a Nets fan to not bet. But yeah, Mets Giants, I do not need to bet. I will only bet there when there's when there's an angle. Um, but yeah, this game, I'll, I'll I'll take a look and I'll probably I'll bet the Nets. Random aside, just because that's what we do when we say we're not going to. We just this whole show it. has been a random aside. So um, supposedly there's supposed to be like a Nets. I mean a, a Mets M E T S Mets Mets commercial during the Super Bowl that uh, Joe and his brother Joey's big Mets fan is excited about. So I thought I would remind you to keep an eye out for that. Interesting. I saw some rumor about Cohen being into the Bobby Bonilla day concept. I wonder if these two things could merge and we could see a giant check presentation to Bobby Bonilla at the, at the Super Bowl. It's got to be better than watching Gronk kick a field goal. It has to be. <laughs> Let's dive into these races, more Super Bowl chatter on tomorrow's show. And hopefully this is where we'll get the money to, uh, bet uh, silly amounts uh, comparatively on the on the Nets Super Bowl double. We start out at Gulfstream Park 407. So we're going a little early because um, because we just are because we're going to cramming it all into the hour. Three-year-old allowance types, a mile and a 16th on the turf. JK, how are we going to light this candle? Yeah, I mean, I'll be quick here because it's really not a strong opinion. I think if the one web slinger can work out a trip, um, just based on past speed figures earned as a two-year-old, um, that stakes win at Monmouth and the sneaky good performance running 11th in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. You know, this horse just feels better than these horses. And if they can work out a trip from the inside, save some ground and then get clear, I think all the rest of them are running for second. I'm going to single A, the one web slinger, and then I'm going to use two, three, four, five, and 10 as B horses. All right, that works. I have web slinger in the mix. Um, but I put Tumba Rumba on top, the two runner, possibly clear on pace figures on the stretch out for a very hot barn. The Oscar performances have been very solid on dirt, but really have been pretty spectacular going along on turf so far. Something like 16%. There's a hint of turf, only a hint in the female family, but lots of turf drills. So I was going to go for the mild upset there with the very obvious web slinger also in the mix. You mentioned about the BC juvenile turf. Yeah, quite the trip there. Uh, and this one looks to be working well. Could just have them over a barrel, as you point out. I wanted to use one on the B line. That's number three, Sendero. I thought was interesting, maybe off the horror trip in uh, the, the last race and then being against the flow, two back. This horse is stakes tested and maybe a little bit better than, uh, than he looks on paper. So for me, hopefully it's as easy as one, two, three, with the two being the top pick and the three being a backup. For JK, it's the one with a big spread behind two, three, four, five, and 10. With that, we'll zip out to the West Coast. Santa Anita's third race is a $50,000 claimer, and we're going six and a half, but not down the hill. Six and a half on the main oval, something to underline here. And that was my angle to come up with the five Jetivator in this spot whose best runs have been turf sprints around the main oval uh, and with Lasix on, just like today. I thought we'd get a good trip on or near, and this is the first time for a tag for Jetivator. I made notes to look to maybe back up with the one and the four in this spot. JK, how do you see it? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to use four horses in here. The seven, I don't know why I'm starting from the outside in. This is the weirdest thing I've ever done. The seven inch I'm going to use, um, drawn outside, in, in, in these turf sprints, I think getting stopped is key. And if you're outside, you typically don't get stopped. The five Jetivator, I agree with. The four Southern Horse. You know, I, 
John Sadler's not a guy that like I'm looking to like play horses moving from his barn, but it's like if he's moving to a Damato barn running on the grass, I, I can expect that you might see a little improvement. Damato's thing is kind of grass, but I also expect that he could possibly just run the same race he's been running, which puts him right there in the mix. The last race has been very productive. Three winners out of that race uh, from June 19th. And then on the inside, the one Commander Kai. I wanted to use speed from the inside. This horse looks to clear with those big pace figures last time. And I just feel like in turf sprints, I want a horse that I think is going to be on the lead. Uh, and I always want to find that horse if I can. And I feel like Commander Kai from the inside could be that horse. No strong opinion. I'm going to use four horses in here. So I should specifically say no top pick, and you're going to use those four? Yeah. I mean, if I had a top pick, I, I, no. I mean, I... We can made say me. no top pick. The yeah, way yeah, goes. yeah. I mean, if you made me, it, here's the thing, and I'll say this just because I think this is an important point. Okay. My top pick is entirely dependent on what the board says. Gotcha. I can tell you right now it's Inch, but if Inch gets bet down to five to two, he's no longer my top pick. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of times if a horse that I like gets bet down, I don't really give a damn. Like, they're still my top pick. But in a race where I feel like it's wide open, I don't want to give a top pick if I can't see the price. Yeah, I think that's right. I can even make a note. Play the board. That's your short list. And you play the board from there. Uh, that makes absolute sense to me. I don't think I as much as I like, you know, making fun of you for having and hauling. I can't do it there because I think you, you're making the correct point. Let's talk about Gulfstream's 10th race. We've got a three year old maiden special weight going a mile on the dirt. Some interesting runners potentially in here. JK, we'll keep it with you. Well, this is a situation where I'm hemming and hawing again, but not not fully, just a little bit. Um I need to see what's going on workout report wise. Cause I want to, y- y- you have to know a little bit more about Chad and Todd uh, with first time starters for their big barns, Rapoli and Klarovich. And the thing about this race is that mile, uh, mile dirt race for three-year-olds. This is the kind of race that if you run a 94 in a 95 buyer, your next start is in the fountain of youth or your next start is in the Florida Derby. Are you train up or you ship to, to run in the Gotham, right? So these horses, have the ability, have the, 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 the kind of the game plan to be really good horses. And I, I just need to know a little bit more as far as horses that have run the three Arthur's ride in the six case. I've got no problem. Um, if I have no problem kind of leaning or singling a horse, like one of them, Arthur's ride was impressive and two starts at Saratoga with, with good figures running into instant coffee. It's Bill Mott. So, you know, the horse is going to Im- improve. It's tap it. So, you know, the horse is going to appreciate more ground. There's a lot of things to like about the three Arthur's ride and the six case uh, who, who anytime a young horse can work out a kind of inside pocket trip after breaking slow and run a nice figure, they're always going to get a little bit of an upgrade for me. And there was real pace figures there as well. They ran basically that entire race. I think case has a lot of talent um, and could improve for Jonathan Thomas, Jonathan Thomas in his career, 18% with first time starters. It was a lot higher of a number than I thought. Second time starters, 30%. Huge. So, you know, a lot of times that stat can be misleading, right? You'll see that from time to time. But that's a big enough jump and a significant enough jump that I think you have to kind of take that one into consideration. And he's training lights out at Gulfstream for the, uh, excuse me, for this year. He's, He's five for 14 this year, 36%. Yeah, I have the same two as you, and I think you know putting in a check clock or report note is only fair for this one. I put Case on top. Love that debut run. Solid figure with that tough trip. Worked forward forwardly since against some 
useful older horses and just has to be poised to move forward for the barn. As I noted, as you did, JK, huge second time out numbers. And then Arthur's Ride, this horse ran in two of the fastest two-year-old races at the Spa. The last work signals readiness. Only question about Arthur's Ride, do you care at all that Rosario ends up elsewhere and uh, Old Man River Edgar Prado is in the irons? You know, you don't you 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 don't love it, but I will say this: I think doing any jockey playing around on Saturday is tricky because it appears that Irad and Jose are out of town. I'm guessing they're up for Sam Davis Day at Tampa, yep. and I think when big riders leave, weird things happen mm-hmm. because you know you know it, it just a lot of things could have happened where you know. Irad could have been named on Arthur's ride. Maybe they made the change. Maybe Joel didn't know. There's a lot that could have went Gave on. the call away and then got the yeah. other one and got stuck, whatever. There, there's, there's a lot of things. And I agree. I'm taking it as just one of those things. I'm going six and three. I may change that up. If I see anything in the clock report that makes me change that up when I post the ticket on Saturday, folks can intuit um, that I'm including one of those for those reasons, but I'm hoping to be able to get out three and six. And it sounds like that's your plan a as well, pending the clock report. Fair to say. Yeah. I mean, and look, they're going to have to be monsters, those two, and it's possible, right? Justice department, uh, nice strong name for, for Clarvich stables. It's a gun runner, um, dream like, uh, Todd Pletcher, Rapoli, a gun runner. I mean, there's a possibility that one of those two, uh, might be a freak, uh, you know, and, and it's funny, I, I was talking to Chad recently and he was telling a joke about a gun runner he had that's not good. And he said, this poor guy got the only gun runner that can't run. He wasn't talking about this one. So I'm assuming that this one can run because the other one was the only gun runner that couldn't run. It's pretty funny. Let's move back out to Santa Anita for their fourth race, this three-year-old starter allowance, field of eight. And I thought crowning gold looked very strong in here and a horse that I, I was going to single on it big portion of the tickets is the only number I wrote down huge race against the flow in that tough starter three weeks ago, did everything that day, but win. and I just thought looked the clear best speed. Once again, am I oversimplifying it JK or is this all about crowning gold? No, I think crowning gold is, is the, the horse I'm going to use as a single a, but I am going to use army stars, a single B exits that same, uh, same race that you were mentioning that stay in the game one. Um, they both came in off of basically the exact same layoff because they had run against each other on December 3rd. So they both have a right to take a step forward. And, and, and it just feels like crowning gold is better and crowning gold is drawn outside. So I'll use that one as a single A and I'll use Army Star as a single B. We wrap things up with stake action back at Gulfstream Park. This grade three, the Gulfstream Park turf sprint. We're going the flat five on the turf. JK, how are we going to get paid? You know, I turf sprints don't do to me what they do to a lot of other people in terms of how they make me feel. A lot of people become frustrated with them, don't know what to do, spread. I, I have no problem singling speed of the speed, fast final figure in a turf sprint. This is just happens to be a, a confusing turf sprint. I know that some people will think they all are. I need the three Belgrano. I need the four Caratari off of just a kind of a class edge. I thought uh, Caratari kind of had a weird trip last time in behind Belgrano, but Belgrano's got, uh, seems to be getting good. I can't leave that one off. I'm going to use the five. Yes, I'm free. A lot of speed. When when speed shows up in these five furlong turf sprints at Gulfstream, it's going to be real hard 
for me not to have him on a ticket. And the only B horse I'll use is the 20 to one morning line. My pal, Maddie, uh, the pace figures in that race from Remington park were blazing fast, fast, final speed figures as well does show up here to face tougher, but this horse has some speed and drawn outside. Um, I think that if you bet my pal, Maddie, at some point in the race, you're going to at least get a little bit of that feeling in your stomach that you might cash the 20 to one shot. <laughs> I just don't know if, uh, if he's good enough, but he, he will be in the mix to kind of get you excited. All right. Interesting. Interesting read there. Three, four, and five for you on the A line, six on the B line. I was going to try to simplify it all the more and just get out three, four on most tickets. Belgrano should get just a perfect setup, I think, in this spot and, and is the is a horse that has shown the ability to to pass horses in these flat fives, which is not always an easy thing. But the fact that you know he's done that enough that I have no problem leaving him in the mix. And then Caratari, I love the versatility. And with Rosario up, I wonder if they won't try to just be the speed of the speed in this spot. Um, it, it's kind of hard to know exactly what's going to happen. But I think Caratari, whether they decide to do that or the stalk and pounce route, I just I like the horse too much. I was going to go mainly 3-4 to close things out on this Saturday coast-to-coast. Coast. Any final thoughts on this show, J.K.? Uh, yeah, I just want to remind everyone, I, I saw John Sadler's name on here. I saw Rapoli with a horse. It made me think, if you haven't heard the two uh, new episodes uh, of JK Plus One uh, with John Sadler was the first one a couple weeks back, and then the recent one was Jacob West. And, and, and lots of people are, are messaging about the Jacob West one. It's fun. It tells a lot of stories about Todd Pletcher and Michael McCarthy and uh, Rapoli and, and, and uh, that, that wonderful horse that he had, Magnum Moon. So if you haven't checked those out, make sure you do. Yeah, definitely. I second that idea. And the numbers are strong. You've come back to the party well. Do you have a thought on uh, this week yet, or are you you figuring it out as you go? Um, no. I Yeah, I'll announce it here, actually. Um, uh, we are going to have Lafitte Pinkai, uh, the third, and Richie Migliori. And it's something we've been wanting to do. Um, and it's it's going to be the topic is going to be the life of a jockey and, and not, in a, not in a pretty way. I think talking about a lot of the darkness that comes along with it, mental health, uh, a lot of the, sh- the, 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 the stressors that come with uh, the eating and the weight and, uh, and, and how, you know, Lafitte was, was raised in a home with mental health being an issue and, and with uh, his father being a, a professional rider. And then Richie obviously lived it as well with injuries and, and uh, a lot of the stuff that he had to deal with in terms of weight and stuff like that. So it's going to be a little bit of a darker version, but a version that we, the three of us feel Good about getting a message out there um, from, from important. events that we've kind of seen as of late. Yeah, I think it sounds like must-listen stuff. I mean, Richie always is. Lafitte's fantastic. I've got his dad in bobblehead form over my uh, right shoulder here in the bunker. It was a personal fave. And, yeah, I know that there's a lot more that goes on below the surface, and I'm very interested to hear you excavate that on next week's JK Plus One. Terrific stuff, Jonathan. Thank you one more time. Thank our friends at First Racing, especially Aiden Butler and uh, Peter Rotundo for all of their support. We'll thank all of you, the listeners, for making these shows fun to do. Follow along on Twitter. I'm at Looms Boldly. We'll send out a ticket based on these picks on Saturday. Hopefully get our Super Bowl betting bankroll nice up where nice and up where it belongs. This show has been a production of In The Money Media for our business manager, Drew Cotney, for our chief creative officer, that guy over there, Jonathan Kinchin. I'm Peter Thomas Fornatel. May you win all your photos.